Hello everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. Hope you all are having a blessed day. Let's get started with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for always being there, always seeing about us. Even when the times are hard, even when it seems like you don't know what's going to happen, you're there. You see us through it and you don't allow us to feel any kind of way. You're just always there to comfort us and, and to see about us. And we just thank you for that, Lord. Father God, as we partake in your word today, whether it's reading this devotional or reading your holy word, we ask you to give us understanding. We ask you to help us apply it to our life, Father God. So we want to be hearers of your word, not just doers. Father God, we just ask you right now to, to bless this uh, devotional. Father God, help me to teach it. Help me to give word of wisdom. Help me to, to allow you to speak through me and not me to speak. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, our key verse today is Hosea 7.14. They do not cry out to me with sincere hearts. Indeed, they sit on their couches and wail. They cut themselves begging foreign gods for grain and new wine, and they turn away from me. Topic, sincere and transparent with God. Affirmations, I am sincere. I am loving. I am honest. I am a child of God. Even... Then God was asking for people to depend on him. And now that's what he's asking for. A sincere heart is what he's looking for. A heart that desires to have him there. What is a sincere heart? It's someone who is genuine, not deceitful. Someone who is open of being loved. That's what God wants. Is someone who is genuinely open to him. A lot of people don't have a sincere heart. A lot of people have been broken or allowed situations to turn that part of them off. But when we accept Jesus, he places that back in us. He takes all the bitterness away. He takes all that hate and anger away and replaces it with true love, true sincerity. But we must be open to allowing him to remove it. So we must let go. We must want a change in our life. That will help us. We, can, we can't help others if we are closed off. We if we aren't ready to show the love of God, that's what the world needs is for the love of God to shine through. This world needs more people to be kind. That's why God wants us to go and teach and make disciples. But how can how can we do this if our heart isn't in the right place? If our heart isn't sincere in helping others. First Timothy 1 and 5. But the goal of our instructions is love from a pure heart and a conscious, a good conscience and a sincere faith. This verse is telling us a confirmation of what the Holy Spirit just said. We need a pure heart and a good conscience. Besides fellowshipping with God, this is our goal daily to have a pure heart, not full with, with the wrong intentions, a good conscience, not filled with bitterness. Another thing these people did was they turned away from him and begged God's lowercase g to give them what they needed. The world can only give us, they can give us exactly what we needed, but it won't last. When we are out of the will of God, we search for other things to help us reach our goals that reach our full potential god will bring us to our full potential god will bring us to peace god will bring us to change that nothing in this world can do every day we must ask god to cleanse our heart from the things that attach themselves to us the world the world has a lot in it that can make us feel that it that it's what we need and indeed all we need is our father all we need is security in God. Let's be honest. We all have cried and found hope in, in worldly things, but we do realize that this is a false hope. 
God desires for us to seek hope in him. Verse 16, they look everywhere except the most high. They are as useless as cricket bowls. Their leaders will be killed by their enemies because of their insolence towards me. Then the people of Egypt will laugh at them. This verse is an example of the world. This world looks, it looks everywhere else except God. We are useless without God. But when we become his, we become valuable valuable vessels. We should all desire to be useful to him. Our lives isn't any good. Some people look towards movie stars, athletes, but our devotional to yesterday tells us not to. Our Bible tells us not to. Some think these people are the greatest, but what we must take the time to look at, friends, is that these people's lives are crooked if they aren't living in God. These people's lives are crooked if they aren't placing their weight in God. Psalms 32 and 2. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquities and in whose spirit who there is no deceit. See, we have to do the opposite of the people in this verse. They didn't cry out to God. They begged for their gods, lowercase g, to help them. We must be the man in this verse where God don't count iniquity and carry no deceit. Just because a person looked the part, carried the title, doesn't mean they aren't full of deceit. Doesn't mean they, they call on the name of God. Today, we must be people who walk in God, walk in the light. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about the cares of this life. Don't worry about what he, what is said to you. Cry out to God and let him hear you because he bends low to hear his children calling from and who are sincere in heart. Call for him today with a sincere heart. With your mind focused on him, he will hear you. He won't ignore you. He will comfort you. Having a sincere heart with God is meaning being fully transparent with him about everything. It's not about hiding what we feel. It's not about giving God half truth. It's about telling him exactly what you feel and what you're dealing with. A lot of times we spend our time just being simple with him and not telling him how we feel. Tell him you what you mean. Tell him you had a lustful thought. Tell him you hate your neighbor. Tell him truly what's going on so he can begin to heal you. Prayer. Heavenly Father, help us to be sincere. Father, help us to allow you to change the way we think and handle situations. Father, we give you all ourselves every day. Lord, forgive us if we've done anything that's not of you. Lord, forgive us for having a heart of stone and not of flesh. Lord, give us more of you each day. Lord, we renounce anything that's in our life that won't let loose of us. Father, we decree and declare victory right now. We decree and declare strength in you for our day. Lord, we ask you right now to open your eye, open our eyes so that we may see you. Open our ears where we may hear you. Let, let not our ears be deaf. Let us not turn our, our eyes and ears away from you. Help us to follow you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So the topic today is sincere and transparent with God. A lot of times when we talk to God, we think we have to sugarcoat everything. He's already seen it. He already seen what we did. He hears what we've done. He he knows it all. It's nothing we can do that we can hide and say, oh, he, he won't know this. Or, oh, I can say this and he won't he'll look over it. No, he knows it. I'm always completely honest with God. And I do this because I'm trying to build a relationship or I'm building a relationship or I have a relationship with God. It's however you want to look at it. But when you're building a relationship with someone, you have to be able to tell them everything. And you have they have to be able to trust you. It's a trust 
thing that's being built that you trust them enough that they won't leave you from for telling them how you feel that's that's even a real relationship you tell people how you feel you tell them hey i didn't like that comment or hey i like this or i like that and if they really like you they stick around and sometimes they don't like your craziness they leave you know that's just how people are but with god you can tell them all the craziness that's going on in your head because how do you think that he's going to heal you if you never tell him these are the issues you deal with? Let's just take this for example. A lustful thought. Hiding that from him. Immediately when you have the lustful thought, say to him, Father God, I had a lustful thought. And I know I shouldn't have had this lustful thought, but it happened. And I'm sorry. And what he's going to do is, it's okay. I forgive you. Let's work on it. Father God, I, I said stuff that I shouldn't have said. And I, I really mean it. I meant what I said. But I know I shouldn't have said it, and I don't want to feel this way. And he said, okay, I know that. Let's, I forgive you. Let's work on it. He'll work on you with it. I have had problems that I've been dealing with, things that I couldn't seem to let go, and I gave it to him. I was honest, and I cried, and I yelled, and I fussed, and I just laid it out. Because who other, what other person you can lay out the things that goes on in your head without someone judging you, which is God? Some people might like might say, hey, I can tell my spouse, I can tell my girlfriends, I can tell my bros. You can. That's fine. Sometimes you cannot tell everyone what you're thinking because they won't understand. But God understands. And that's how the healing process work. We have to be sincere and say, this is how I feel and I need you. I need you. I need you to help me. Like, like Peter, when he first seen Jesus, and I always use this reference because I just think it's the most humblest thing in the world. The, the first thing you you do, you, you seeing Jesus. And he says, don't look at me. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Don't look at me. I'm a sinner. I, I don't, please don't look at me. Most of us have been like, oh, it's Jesus. Let me ask him for this. Oh, it's Jesus. Let me ask him a question. No. Peter's like, don't, don't talk to me. Don't even look my way. I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy. It's sincerity. It's being humble. It's being transparent, what we need in our relationship with God. That's why some of us are still dealing with trauma and in different situations and emotions that we have had for 18 and 19 years because we're not letting go of it. We're not being sincere that we have a problem. We're not admitting to ourselves, for starters, that I have a problem. And the only person that can fix this is Jesus. The only way for him to fix this is for me to be open and say it. And some I have said people message me time and time again. And they're like, why do I have to admit it if you know it? Because when you admit something and you say it, you're releasing it. And when you release it, he can then help you. It's a chain reaction. I've had the most heavy bitterness that I never thought I would get over. And I got in my closet one day and I literally cried. I cried so hard. I was shaking. I was so angry because I was so bitter. And as the days went on and me continue to talk to him about it, continue to let him show me this is what you need to do. This is what you need to say. This is how you need to handle this. And no, God is not a puppeteer. He's not going to sit there and pull your strings and make you do this. He's going to show you. He's going to guide you. That's why he's a shepherd. A shepherd guides his sheep. He's, he's going to guide us. He's going to guide his sheep on what to do. But his sheep must not be stubborn. We must listen. So with this is here hard.
And with this mindset of saying, I need to set this free. With saying all this and doing all this, you will find freedom. But God is looking for people that are transparent. God is looking for people to say, yeah, I can't stand my neighbor. I hate them. But I don't want to hate them. I want to get past it. But I truly hate them. And that's when it's going to pray, oh, God, my neighbor got my ner nerves today, but I'm going to love them. Excuse me. I'm going to love them. I know your word says love your neighbor as yourself, so I love them. No. I'm going to get in that prayer closet. I'm like, God, I hate my neighbor. I can't stand them. And I know I can't feel this way, but I can't stand them. I can't stand Bob in accounting. Please help me get over this anger with him. Because I don't want to feel this way. That is a sincere prayer. That is being vulnerable. That is being transparent. Some might say, oh, you say that to God? You, you tell God you hate someone? Yes. Yes, I do. Because I want him to heal me. I want him to change me. I want to be better. And being better is not me lying about it. Me being better isn't me sugarcoating it. Me being better isn't me sitting here and, and keep holding in this hate in my heart. Because when he comes back, he's going to look at our heart. And he's going to see, have she been deceitful? Have she been fake? Have, is the love truly there or is this a mask? I want when he looks at me that he says she tried. Was she getting? I don't know. Give me a minute. Let me look at her books. <laughs> I'm being funny. No, he's going to look and he's going to say she was sincere with me. She's trying. But we have to try. We have to be. We have to strive for perfection. The only way to strive for that perfection is to let go of our infallities, to let go of things that that is not of him. That's things that's of the flesh. And that's the problem with this world that people aren't teaching people how to let go of the things of the flesh. People are saying it's okay. And people are saying that, oh, you get over or, or, or when you become a Christian, all this will let go. No, it won't. No. No, it won't. When you become a Christian, it does not change. It does not. It, the, the pain of life does not stop, but it gets better when we talk to God. The emotions that you're feeling of anger, it does not go away immediately. It's, it gets gradual when you talk to him. The feeling of lust and desire doesn't go away immediately. It's something you have to go to the altar about every day. The feeling of bitterness and rage doesn't go away. It's something you have to go to him daily. It's a daily walk. That's why he says, pick up your cross and carry it. But how can you pick up a cross if you're being so transparent that your cross is light? Oh, the cross I carry is light. Oh, I have nothing going on. I have no sins in my life. We all can pretend that. But the real war starts on our knees. The war begins when we officially say, this is what I'm dealing with. Let's look at some reference verses. First verse we're going to look at is Titus 2 and 7. Titus 2 and 7. If you have your Bible, go to Titus 2 and 7. Um, I, for one, enjoy reading Titus. It's a very short book. only has three chapters. If the Spirit of God leads you to, please try to read it. It's a good little book. Um, 
verse 7, and you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Let's go to A. Teach the truth so that your teachings can be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be shameful and have nothing bad to say about us. Let's go back up to seven. And you and yourself must be an example of them by doing good works of every kind. We must be an example. When we walk in sincerity, we walk in transparency, we walk in the light of the Lord. We must do this so that we can be a good example. We can't be a good example. You can't say you're an image bearer. You can't see, say you're an apostle or a pastor or a prophet. If you're not leading in a good example, people are looking at you. People are seeing you. And sometimes I can say that most, sometimes I, I try to show that what I teach is what I walk. But I have a day where I, I might not say anything ugly, but I might not react the way I should. I might grumble. I might complain because I'm human and God is still working on me. But we must be, even Christians, babes in Christ, we must be an example of, to other people of how God is using us, how he's cleaning us up and how our life should be for, for, for them to see that this is the example of living a good life. This is a good example of living a righteous life. This is a good example of living a life of holiness. I've had people... I've told them about my journey and um, cutting out the music, rap music and pop, pop music and all the other music. And they're like, how, how are you doing it? Because I love music. I love music too. But it takes discipline. That's the thing about living a holy and righteous life. You have to live a life of discipline. You have to know when your body or when your mind is saying, well, when, let's just put it like this. You have to know when the Holy Spirit is telling you no. You have to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit when he's saying, stop. You have to hear the Holy Spirit when he's saying, okay, stop, because you're going too far. That's how you live in the light, and that's how you live in, a, in, in, the, in righteousness, in holiness, is because you're listening for the voice of God. I've had people tell me, well, I just do what I want. God knows I am. No, that's not how you live a life of righteousness and holiness. Because it says in the Bible, we must live this way. And when we live this way, it's called disciplined life. It's saying no to yourself and saying yes to God. It's saying I love God more and I hate the flesh. And I hate what I'm becoming. But I love what he's taking me to if I'm walking in the light. It's saying I hate the sin that I have fallen to because we're going to fall. We're made of flesh. You're going to keep falling. That That's the thing. You're going to keep falling. But the thing is, is that when you get up, you're saying, God, I don't want to continue in this way. You take a necessary prayer that we talked about, and he's helping you move forward. Discipline. It takes discipline to get up early and pray. Most people don't like to get up in morning, in morning prayers. Most people don't like doing morning prayers. They complain about it. But I'm telling you, when you start walking in the light, you're going to enjoy morning prayer because no one's bothering you. No one's texting you. No one's calling you. It's nothing but peace. That's when you're going up the mountain and you're getting the fresh renewal spirit of God. And you're getting that fresh anointing poured on you for your daily walk. It's when you wake up in the morning and you talk to him and you tell him, I didn't like what I did last night. I was, I was way out of line. I'm sorry. When you wake up in the morning, you say, I committed sins that I shouldn't have done. Please help me. 
when you wake up in the morning, God, I said things I shouldn't have said. When you wake up in the morning, God, I had a couple drinks and I got drunk. I'm sorry. I only want to get drunk off the anointing, off your Holy Spirit. Please forgive me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. We have to learn to be sincere and be transparent with God. Because that's the only way we're going to walk this life. And I know some people are not going to agree with that. Some people are going to say, well, he knows my heart. He does. That's why he wants you to change it. But you got to yield. You got to give it up. Let's look at our second reference verse. Second reference verse is Jeremiah 17 and 9. Now, this is one scripture we have had before. But it's a certain part in the scripture that I want us to look at. So that's why we're using this one more time. Because um, I feel like it's, it would help um, explain this to us. So Jeremiah 17 and 9. Jeremiah 17 and 9. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. And this, that's really wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? It tells us right here. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. If it says in the Bible that our heart is deceitful, then we need to give our heart to God. We need to tell God what's in our heart and mind. Because it says in the Bible, what's in someone's heart is what flows out. What's in you will flow out. And if you know what flows in you, out of you is bitterness, rage, anger, lustful things, uh, things, uh, prejudice, uh, anything. If anything's flowing out of your heart that's not of God, those are the things that you must take to the altar. You must place it at his feet. That's the part that I want us to see, that it says the heart is the most deceitful things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? We don't. But it says, number 10, but I, the Lord, search all hearts, examine secret motives. See, he searches us. Yeah, he knows, but he needs us to say that this is what's wrong. It says, I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Some of us be like, oh, God is holding up my blessing. I wonder why. What have you been doing? What has your actions been like? Have you been angry with Bob in the county? Have you been ugly with your neighbor? Have you been just saying, oh, I'm fine. God know what it is. It is what it is. I hate that saying. It is what it is. No, it is not what it is. It is not. It is what it is. It is going to be better when you take your troubles to the altar. We must learn to take our troubles and our heartaches to the altar. We must learn to take our fleshly desires and ways to the altar. That's the only way it's going to get changed. And what I mean by the altar is praying, asking God to forgive me, talking to God every day. Because you're not going to get changed immediately. Some things happen like that. and It, it depends on God. It depends on how he wants you to work on it. But a journey is what we are. We all are on a journey. We're all on different paths in life. My path is, might be different than yours. Your path might be different than mine. But the end goal is to reach heaven. And the only way we can do it is to reach heaven with no sin, no malice, no bitterness, no rage in our hearts. Let's try to look at our last reference verse. Last reference verse is uh, Proverbs 28 and 18. If you still have your Bible, go to Proverbs 28 and 18. I am in the NLT. Just in case you want to know, I always tell everyone, if you want to find songs, it's dead in the middle of the Bible. If you keep flipping, keep flipping, keep flipping, you can come right into Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs 28. 
18. The blameless will be rescued from harm, but the crooked will be suddenly destroyed. When we become children of God, when we are walking in the light, it tells us here that the blameless will be rescued from harm. Things will happen in your life that you won't understand. Things will happen in your life that will shake you. Things will happen in your life that will have you thinking, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. But during those times, God will not let you go through nothing that's going to harm you. He's going to always be there to take care of you. He's going to be always there to show you why you're going through this. Because sometimes what we go through is not meant for us. It's meant for us to tell others. It's meant to help others through. And sometimes when we go through things, it's because of our own foolish ways. If we can all be honest, we have had things happen that we're like, you know what? I caused this. This is on me. This is not on the devil. This is on me because I fell short. Everyone is quick to blame the devil. Everyone is quick to say, oh, the devil, oh, devil made me do that. No, because you have a chance to say no to what you do. We have that moment where God gives us, it says in the Bible, he gives us a way out, but it's up to us to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I am being what God wants me to be. Because when we sin, we grieve the Holy Spirit. But the only way to get past the problems that we have, we must be sincere and transparent. So today, if you're not transparent, you're not sincere with God, try it. Whatever problem, whatever issue you have, it could be smoking, it could be drinking, it could be lustful thoughts, it could be tendencies, it can be thoughts of self-harm, it could be anxiety, depression, whatever it is, go to him in prayer and say, God, I feel like harming myself. God, I feel like I'm not good enough. God, I am having lustful thoughts. And he will sit there and listen to you. And he'd be like, okay, let's go to the Bible. Let's do some prayer. Let me walk with you. We have to allow him to walk with us. Hope you all had a blessed day. Um, hope you all enjoy this devotional. I enjoy teaching it. Um, teaching me to be more sincere when I talk to him. Teaching me to be more transparent and not hide. Because nothing will get soft when we hide. Have a blessed day. Remember Jesus loves you. I love you too. Okay, bye.